Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to educating and empowering men to address erectile dysfunction, improve confidence, and enhance the satisfaction in their relationships. This podcast is brought to you by ErectionIQ.com. Learn more at ErectionIQ.com. Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. I am Mark Goldberg, Certified Sex Therapist. I am deeply passionate about working with men like you to help resolve their ED. Today we are joined by Dr. Justin Hellman. Dr. Hellman is a urologist with Tower Urology at Cedar sinai in Los Angeles, California. Dr. Hellman, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me on again. Today we want to talk about a, a phenomenon or a medical diagnosis uh, referred to as penile fracture. Dr. Hellman, before we get started, can you just share with, with our listeners just a little bit about your practice yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm a male reproductive medicine uh, and surgery uh, physician. So I'm a urologist by trade. I specialize in men's health. And what that comes down to, it's it's a lot of sexual dysfunction, erectile dysfunction, a lot of male fertility issues, as well as hormone management, the testosterone, managing testosterone levels for guys who have low testosterone. Got it. So Dr. Howman, can you help our listeners understand this concept of a penile fracture? What exactly is this? one of the few emergencies in, in urology. And what it what typically happens is, so if you think of the penis as uh, the erectile bodies of the penis, everyone has two erectile bodies. And those are what, those are what engorge and fill up whenever you have an erection. So those, think of them as balloons, long balloons. When a penile fracture is when the outside, when it's basically the outer portion of that balloon pops, it breaks. It's usually due to trauma. So as you can imagine, during intercourse, uh, sometimes you miss the hole, whether it's the person, your partner's riding on top, missionary, various positions. Typically, classically, they teach us it's in the, in the reverse cowgirl position is when the, the partner's on top in the reverse position. Um, you're more likely to miss the hole. Um, when your penis is very engorged, as you can imagine, the axial pressure could cause a rupture to that outer casing or outer um, sheath of the erectile body, therefore causing a penile fracture. So can I ask you to be a little bit more uh, specific? What exactly fractures? I, I think most men listening to this podcast are aware there is no bone in the penis. So when we talk about like a fracture, what exactly does that mean? So what, what fractures, it, it, it's not so much that there's a bone that's fracturing, but it's the, uh, there's a rupture in the tunica uh, that surrounds the erectile body, the, cor- the corpus cavernosum are what the, are the erectile bodies. And the sheath that is around it, that's what's, it's developing, it, it, it rips. And as a result of that, that's what it essentially, that's the di- that's what happens when we diagnose penile fractures. Okay. And how would a man who experiences a penile fracture, how would they know that this has occurred? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, you know, because number one, it's painful, right? It's painful. Um, and as you can imagine, if your penis is engorged, and that ruptures that that the the balloons, if you will, if they rupture, as you can imagine, the blood's going to spill out, right? The blood's, you know, it's not going to stay within the erectile body. So we call it a detumescence. So if you have a real penile fracture, generally immediately within a few minutes, you have detumescence of the penis, and then what happens is that blood is spilling into the space between the erectile bodies and the skin. So. Um, a lot of times guys come in with what we call an eggplant looking penis. So what happens is um, all that blood fills into that space. So you get bruising, which gives you that purple color of the eggplant. 
And then you get swelling, which gives that shape of it where the base is thick and then it tapers off towards the tip. So um, that's when that's the classical presentation of a penile fracture. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it's pain, color, and or swelling that are the typical signs that a fracture has occurred. And is there any sound that that goes with this that might yeah. indicate to a man? Yeah. Great question. Great question. Guys will, will typically say that they hear a sound. So sometimes they'll say, listen, I heard a sound, but it's not a real penile fracture. Other times guys will say, you know, I, I didn't hear a sound, but it is. But um, all in all, I'd say majority of the time when, when someone does experience a penile fracture, they do hear a sound. They either hear a pop or they feel a pop. More likely it's that they feel a pop. It should be pretty apparent to uh, somebody who's experiencing a penile fracture that this is occurring. What is a man supposed to do at that point? Essentially, you want you want to go to the emergency room to get this treated, right? Now, this is the part where there is, you know, depending on where you go and depending on who's uh, seeing you as there, who's the urologist on call, there's some people, you know, typically the way I approach it is I'm very conservative. I, I try to, you know, you operate on them in order to close that area because what could potentially happen is they, they get they get significant scarring, bruising, swelling, and the cosmetic appearance of that area becomes, it's not nice. Other urologists, um, some take a conservative approach where they observe. Um, obviously they're, the, they're in the minority, but typically speaking, you should go in there for intervention in order to close that area. And the way it's closed, surgical procedure, where what we do is we make a degloving incision. So we make a, we basically deglove the penis where we peel the skin off. Uh, that skin that I was saying that uh, covers the penile skin that covers the, the corpora and we peel it off and we find that hole within the, or on the outside of those erectile bodies and simply, simply close it. Sometimes, you know, in some situations of a bad penile fracture, the urethra gets involved, right? Uh, so patients sometimes come in, they're like, you know, they have a penile fracture and they say when they urinate, they're like, I have blood in my urine. And in that situation, when the urethra is involved, you have to close the urethra as well and leave a catheter in to allow for the urethra to heal while the erectile body, the hole in the erectile body is also healing. Okay. So this is something that needs to be treated surgically. Is there a yeah. time frame that a man should be aware of? Can he ice it overnight and see what happens and then come, come to the ER? Or is this something that has to like go right away? Yeah. I mean, the, the longer you wait, the more difficult the surgery becomes, the longer you wait the more significant the bruising and the swelling becomes, the longer you wait, the aesthetics, um, the way the penis looks, you know, it'll take longer for it to return back to normal. Because when blood in, in the human body, whether it's the penis or any other part of your body, when blood is somewhere where it shouldn't be, the body responds with pain and uh, bruising and swelling. So the longer you wait, um, just delays the appropriate treatment for it. Are there any uh, long-term effects of a penile fracture and or of the surgery. I have heard uh, from some people that I've worked with about curvature. Uh, sometimes it's short-term, but could it possibly be long-term? Yeah, that's a great question. So yeah, some guys will develop Peyronie's disease as a result of this. So Peyronie's disease, it's not so much a disease. We call, you know, it's, that's the, the, the term that's been coined, but what it is, is penile curvature. So as you can imagine, you know, when any, let's say, you develop a, a significant cut on your arm uh, over time. You know, when during the healing process, you develop a scar. And same thing happens on the erectile bodies. A scar could form. Now, what's unique about 
these erectile bodies is they stretch, right? When you get an erection, they stretch and they, you know, they go all the way out and they come back in. But if you have a piece of scar there, it loses that elasticity. So sometimes if you think about it, if you think of the, the penis as a, or the erectile bodies as a balloon and this scar as a piece of duct tape, as the rest of the, the balloons expanding, that piece of duct tape won't. So therefore you get curvature aiming towards that side of duct tape. That, that does happen. I'd say, you know, depending on you know, some people, the younger you are, the less chance of that, the less risk there is of that. Um, but if you're aggressive, uh, obviously as a men's health specialist, I, I deal with this. So I'm a little bit more aggressive in terms of penile stretching, penile stretching exercises, providing patients with uh, various supplements and medications that increase penile blood flow. All of these, the whole point of this is to prevent or at least decrease the chance of post-penile fracture Peroni's disease, penile curvature. Are there specific risk factors for incurring a penile injury? I know you mentioned that there are certain uh, sexual positions that increase risk, but are there things that are unique to a human being that might put him at a higher risk category for having an injury? Not really. I mean, I would say, I would say some people, depending on the shape of their penis, no penis is perfectly straight. Everyone has different shapes and and sizes. And I wouldn't say necessarily that one type of, one type of penis is an increased predisposition for this, but depending on the woman's vagina, anus, whatever uh, orifice it's entering, um, that could increase your, your chances depending on the shape and the size of that particular orifice. So nothing there's no there's no hard and fast rule about what could potentially increase your chances of this strictly based on your anatomy. Got it. And is there a risk for a man who has had a uh, penile fracture? Is there a increased risk of re-injury or refracturing? Not so, unless they're engaging in that same you know that same type of uh, actually in simple terms the answer is no no there's no increased risk based on having done the first time, you know. If I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying if that if that happens to be a strongly preferred sexual position, I think you mentioned reverse cowgirl is a high risk. Uh, if that happens to be a, a position that this man wants to re-engage in, then he is putting himself at somewhat of an increased risk. But the actual fact that there was an injury previous should not increase the chances of re-injury. Is that correct? Exactly, exactly. And I mean, look, you could continue to do that as long as it's performed Um, The best way of saying it is with control, with some level of control, being mindful of the fact that these types of injuries can happen. How common is a penile fracture? Uh, It's not so common, to be honest with you. I mean, here at Cedars-Sinai, where obviously we serve a huge area, you probably see uh, maybe five to 10 of them a year, so less than one a month. They're not as common as you think, but Again, when they are, typically they're, they're, like I said, they're one of the few urologic emergencies that generally require immediate surgical intervention. I imagine that it's pretty traumatic to go through a penile fracture, have to go through a surgery for repair. What is the medical or the physical recovery period like before a man can go ahead and re-engage in sexual activity? So typically I tell patients to wait at least two weeks. Um, depend, well, it depends on the severity of the injury, obviously, but at least two weeks, because that's typically when I'll see them after the surgery and depending on the progress, the healing, um, sometimes as much as four weeks before you, um, allow them to engage, but t- I'm a little bit more conservative. So typically I err on uh, about three to four weeks before re-engaging. 
Now, Dr. Howman, you mentioned that this is not a, an overly common occurrence, but it does happen. Now, I have to imagine that men can develop a pronounced fear of engaging in sexual activity. Is that something that you've encountered in any of the patients that you may have treated over the years for a penile fracture? Absolutely. So not only do they have fear of engaging in intercourse, because of that, um, sometimes uh, they'll develop erectile dysfunction, psychogenic erectile dysfunction as a result of this. So physiologically, the blood flow, the hormone levels, everything is, is working just fine. But there's that mental fear, PTSD of this happening again. And as a result, uh, they're fearful to engage in it. So yeah, yeah, I actually had a, a visit with a patient earlier today uh, about that. So um, definitely, there is definitely sequelae, sexual dysfunction sequelae as a result of a penile fracture. Yes, I, I imagine that that level of trauma has you know a fair amount of triggers because you know most people who are engaging in sexual activity really have a pleasure focus, and to end up in an emergency room and have to go through a procedure like that certainly has uh, traumatic implications. Precisely. Precisely. Are there things that men can do to decrease the risk? Although I understand it's not a very high risk of something like this occurring, but if men do have concerns or they want to try to avoid this, to be careful, certainly if they've been if they've experienced this in the past, what can be done to mitigate the risks of a penile fracture? So one thing is um, when so obviously the positions, right? Being mindful of the positions when engaging in intercourse, making sure when the partner is on top, it's controlled in the sense that when there's a distance between the orifice and the, the penis, obviously there's increased risk of missing the hole and therefore causing that tension or that pressure on the penis and creating a fracture. But the other thing is um, guys who don't have, you know, if you're, the stronger your erections are, the more sturdy your penis is. And as a result of that, it's going to take, it can take a little bit more trauma, if you will. So um, if your erections are, I don't know, 60 to 70%, that could, as a result of that, when it's not as strong as, you know, 90%, 90 to 100%, it could result in, or at least the, the threshold to experiencing or uh, having a penile fracture, that threshold is a little lower. So by, you know, getting a stronger erection, you could definitely decrease um, slightly the chances of this happening. And that's because the firmer the erection is, the less likely it is to, to move, to bend, to be susceptible to that? to bend as a result of the uh, um, any type of downward force on it. Yeah. Got it. So you're saying if, if, you know, men are experiencing, you know, challenges with rigidity, that's just something to be aware of. They may have to be more mindful about what they are. More doing. mindful. Exactly right. To be more, more mindful of it. And with that, obviously better control during some of those uh, positions. That makes sense. Now I want to just kind of touch back on, you mentioned that disease can result from a uh, penile fracture, if things are not tended to properly, and obviously with age, the risk of that goes up. Is the reverse true? Are men who are diagnosed with or experiencing Peyronie's disease, are they at higher risk for penile fracture? So no, if you have, if you have Peyronie's disease, you're not at increased risk of penile fracture. However, um, one of the treatments for Peyronie's disease there's an injection, uh, an injection that we use right into the penis. It's called Zyaflex. And what that does is it basically, it, it 
helps dissolve. So that scar is collagen. Zyaflex is collagenase. It's the enzyme that breaks up the collagen. So in very rare, very, very rare circumstances, there's guys after they get the injection, again, very, very rare, could experience a penile fracture because that scar softens up so much that the um, that, that tunica, the outer casing of the erectile body, could develop a hole in it and a penile fracture. Is there anything else that our listeners should know about you know, penile fractures and generally what they should do about it or what they could be doing to prevent this that we haven't covered? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say um, if anyone's experienced it, if anyone thinks they've experienced a penile fracture, I would definitely seek consultation as soon as possible. If it's in the, whether it's in the middle of the night, to be honest with you, most of these situations actually do happen in the middle of the night, two, three in the morning, um, are usually the times I've operated on these patients. But if you, if you are concerned, no matter what the time of the day, seek consultation because the earlier you address it, the earlier you diagnose it, the earlier you get treated and the, the faster and, um, less difficult your recovery will be. Dr. Hammond, thank you very much. I know this is a little bit of an obscure topic, but I do know that this does come up. I've seen it in my office. No doubt you've seen it in yours. I think it is a topic that does weigh on the mind of some of our listeners, certainly as they you know go through some of the challenges of psychogenic ED. Some of them have had these injuries, and I have no doubt that this information is going to be really helpful to our listeners. So I appreciate you coming onto the podcast again, and uh, I look forward to hosting you again in the future for another episode. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. For more information on today's topic and understanding how the mind impacts erectile dysfunction, please visit ErectionIQ.com. That's ErectionIQ.com.